0: and welcome to jewish boy calls his mother i'm your host sadia this is my mother ima hey ima hey
1: my sweetest it's nice for doing this together
0: yes 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 this uh this
1: i'm trying to see if i look better with my glasses without my glasses
0: you always ask that question Ema. i think you're fine um so this week's question and topic is going to be a nosy neighbor have you ever been a nosy neighbor
1: Newsy neighbor, in other words, a Yenta. A
0: Yenta, yenta. exactly, a Yenta.
1: Yeah, well, we should go into the origins of the term Yenta. Actually, Yenta is Yiddish for Yehudas. And if you Google it, you'll find that the way the term in Yiddish came to mean a busybody was because there was a character in a cartoon in the Daily Forwards in like 19, in the early, in 1900, like around 1900, okay. and that this backyard busybody was named Yenta. And so that's how it came to oh. be known as don't be such a yenta because of this character that was named Yenta was the backyard busybody.
0: Cool. Um, so now that you've avoided the question, uh, have you ever been a yenta?
1: Have I been a yenta? Yeah. It's one of the things I've been working, one of the main things I've been working on in my life is not being a yenta.
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. I think
1: I think it's one of the things most of us work on. There's, I know there's some sort of, I think there's a sense of, and being a there's something about being a Yenta that gives you a false sense of superiority.
0: It's just, I remember being, a, as a kid, there was definitely a few people um, that were Yentas where, and Yenta can be gender fluid. You don't have to be a girl to be a Yenta. You can be a guy to be a Yenta.
1: You're um, called the Yento.
0: yenta. sure. <laughs> um, because I remember specifically... Um, just I think it was like air of paint, Pe- not air of Pesach, but the week of Pesach. And I was eating a pizza pie with, with Ta, and we were outside, you know, just enjoying the sun on the yard. And some random guy goes up to Tati and is like, You know, you should paint your door because, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it looks like it's all rusted and it's not really, you know, conducive to this neighborhood. <laughs> and Tati just went off on him and yelled <laughs> at him, and screamed at him, and told him to. Go places, you know, wherever. (laughs) I'm just like, why? Looking back, like, like why would that guy say that? Like, who cares? You know, it's none of your business. And that's one thing I kind of learned over time Mm -hmm. just to just to mind your business. Mm -hmm. Like, just mouth shut, nose clean, none of my business. Whatever, do what you got to do. Like, I don't know. What do you do? Did you ever ever like have to learn that lesson? Um,
1: let me see. Let me see um i'm sure you know there were plenty of times that you know especially with girls like you know you have a you have a good friend and um she's a nice she's a nice girl and you you know you paddle around with her you you know and the um and but she you know i'm I'm not one to talk but you know let's put this way i'm not the best when it comes to style but at least i'm like middle at least i know you don't put two patterns together. You put a solid with a pattern, that type of thing. Yeah. You, yeah. I know how to match colors. Basic. Basically, I, I know how to do a basic wardrobe. Some people are very artistic. They can put add scarves and belts and all sorts of nice, beautiful things and different colors. You know, the more artistic about it. I'm not creative, but, you know, I'm. These, you're aware especially wearing your wearing wearing your sweatshirt here because i flew in from florida and i just didn't to do this how, podcast. I, didn't, I didn't realize how chilly it was going to be up here yeah so i didn't bring anything warm with me so um anyway and you you know you, you tell this girl um you know really you, you could put on a little makeup you could this you, you know um maybe um uh, the skirt you're wearing needs to match better with your blouse so maybe for your figure you should be wearing this style or whatever and the, the truth of the matter is though let's face it let's be very honest people don't want to hear it yeah and no matter how true it might be yeah no matter how helpful you might think you are being yep. you are just alienating that person but one of the things that we were discussing about you know people being yentas whatever i was talking i was talking to you about um crying babies people are real yentas when it comes to children and babies in the store, on the street. Um, I remember um, one time I was at Seven Mile Market and your younger sister was an infant and she was crying and crying and I was checking out. And as we, as you know, at that time we lived almost across the street from Seven Mile Market. It was just like a five minute walk maybe. And these ladies, these elderly ladies come over to me. Oh, your baby is crying. You've got to do something, please. And I'm going, lady i said please i live right across the street i'm checking out i'm going to take care of her oh but she's crying oh you must do something oh can i hold her oh you've got to do I'm going, please madam thank you please i'm i'm checking out i'm across the street don't worry and and i also i work um in an infant daycare and there are times we do the best we can yes and you when a, when a baby is crying we do everything, we change their diaper, maybe they're hungry, try to feed them. If that doesn't work, so maybe they've got... Gas is a very big problem with babies. Okay. The first, especially the first few months, because the um, digestive system of a newborn is not totally developed. And gas is a very, very big issue. Also, with nursing mothers, even even with formulas, not all formulas will work well with all babies. There are some babies who something is with their digestive system and their enzymes. Not all enzymes also have kicked in yet. And there are some formulas that do not do well with the baby. And as far as nursing mothers go, there are certain foods that will make the milk that will cause colic in a baby. Like the first few months, you have to keep away from milk products, from any type of like anything related to the cabbage family. All green leafy vegetables are totally out for the first three months that you're nursing um and tomatoes you can have tomatoes or garlic or onion anything like that cucumbers the you know and so um a lot of months and sometimes even if you cut out all those things there might be one thing that to your baby into their digestive system is sensitive even though to say another baby it wouldn't be so you got it's like hit and miss hmm. to figure out what you're eating what you know makes what induces colic in the baby well every now and then so we do everything we can we carry the baby around a lot of times the baby has to burp we try to hold the baby close to us and you know so the warmth of our body will help break up the gas bubbles in the baby yeah but every now and then you will get a baby who no matter what you do is just determined that they want their mother and they are going to scream and scream and cry until they get their mother. Well, we had a baby in our daycare that was like that one time. We were going crazy trying to calm this baby down, trying to do everything to get this baby to stop crying and be happy. And one of the people in the in the um, facility comes in. Why is that baby crying so much? And I had been, I was. I was at my wits end at that point, and I turned around, and I said, because it's a baby, and that's what babies do. Babies cry.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing people are realizing nowadays more than anything else is just to mind your own business and do your own thing. I mean, we just had this one issue with this one situation where a friend of mine, you know, has problems with being on time and having a schedule to keep, and we're depending on him to take care of his schedule, and... Unfortunately, he's not the best at being in charge of his schedule. And one of my friends also wanted to be like, Well, I'll tell him. I'll tell him what's going on. You know, he needs to learn. He needs to know his lesson. And I'm like, It doesn't matter. Like, no matter what you say to him, he's just going to get defensive. He's just going to get upset. He's not going to listen to you. He's not going to improve on his schedule. And you have to just accept that that's who he is and that's how he's going to be. And you want to just word depend on him to a point and then don't depend on him and if he complains to you and says hey how come you know you're not depending on me just be honest and say well sorry charlie you're just not dependable and just leave it at that and if he feels he needs to change then he will change and that's it and that's that that's why i told my friend he was just so upset and so like gung-ho it's also nowadays people can't take criticism at, at all like i don't think like Maybe maybe no one really could back in the day, and people are just being honest about it. But I don't think people can take criticism nowadays. I don't think people can understand constructive criticism of what they need to work on uh, by anybody who would be like sit them down, like, "Hey, I think I need you need to work on this." You know, I, I I don't know if anybody will really sit down and like listen. I
1: think the only t- the only time, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I have I've had a lot of people in my life who um, there's criticism is like medicine yeah. and you can't overdose and i can see say um constructive criticism in a professional setting you know what i mean a boss saying this is what you're doing you know on the job and this is what you're doing this is what, doing, what we that you need to improve on yada yada you know um like i said a professional setting uh, you know you hire a cleaning person and you you know they didn't really do a great job cleaning you say listen I'd like to hire you for this, but this is what you need to do, and you didn't do that last time, please do it this time, you know, but as far as that goes to the criticism on a personal level is like, I oh, see, people don't, people don't want to hear it. No. And, no. um, it's always best to be quiet. It's I, th- I think so, unless, like, um, I don't know, it's a very strange thing, like, unless it, you know, really gets to a very, very serious level that like if you're concerned for some, like if someone's doing something i guess that is um
0: embarrassing ser- maybe
1: yeah embarrassing or or maybe even dangerous let's put somebody, somebody who's involved in risky behavior
0: even dangerous sadly mm-hmm. enough yeah. like like i haven't well i know a lot of people in this situation um <laughs> i have a friend of mine who like i don't think he's in the right situation i don't think mm-hmm. he's in a good state of state of mind but I don't tell him what he needs to work on because I, I don't think he can handle it. And I think mm-hmm. nowadays people aren't emotionally stable enough to handle that, just just being told. I don't think people, people are emotionally stable. The average person nowadays mm-hmm. is not emotionally stable enough to really do it. I think people have a lot of destructive, you know, habits and attitudes and I don't think they can properly control and resolve. And I think that's the frustration a lot of people have where everybody's looking for the easy way out because no one wants to confront their own demons hmm.
1: uh, so for a person that mean think that changing changing behavior requires a lot of work, yeah. It really does um maybe if you know, like if you have a good friend that is really in left field and is um really doing really doing you know stuff that they really need to work on maybe would if like, if you think that let's suppose you maybe you think this person would this person benefit from therapy maybe you can of suggest- course he would okay. of course he
0: would but, but he's not going to go that, you know, he's that's not it. going to go
1: it's, your yeah, anybody
0: would be yeah. benefit benefit I think this is the reason why in Judaism there is this concept that isn't really done nowadays, but yeah, he, he he's not very pet. pet, pet, pet. I
1: know,
0: I was trying to, he doesn't care for it. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, I, I try petting him all the time. He's just, he's just not, nothing. Like he's not friendly. He's just like, he just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a concept called Pharaoh
1: mm-hmm.
0: where if someone keeps on acting out and it's not acting the way they should, they should, mm-hmm. People just shun them and excommunicate them and, and only will let them return when they change their attitude. And it's just, it's a little harsh, a little rough around the edges. And I think nowadays people would, if people felt nowadays, they would freak out like, how could you? That's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. But back in the day, that's how it was done. You I go think, ahead, you act like I a fool.
1: I think today too, the problem is also we're, we're living in a very individualistic minded world, especially the United States. Americans yeah. In general, are very independent, very individualistically minded, and I think in these days, harem wouldn't work at all. It'd be like, no. oh well, that's their problem. They don't, they don't, they don't, they, they will not have the pleasure of my company. Too bad. And um, you know, people would just say, they well, will get it, yeah, you know, then they'll just go off and do what they want to do, and uh, heck with everybody else.
0: And that that's that's my point from the beginning, where mm-hmm. like this generation, it's just we really are getting weaker and weaker and weaker as a people, where like they can't hack. This idea that hey you know maybe you should knock that off you know nowadays this whole thing of like being canceled and and not being canceled and Mm. doing this doing that it's like it's such a drastic drastic like measure when all you have to do is just have a conversation but that conversation can't happen because people aren't emotionally able to do that that's that's kind of how it is um but to veer off on, on on a different topic but but similar um when it comes to I guess when you had any friends that were going off the deck, so to speak, in, in whichever way you had, when you were, I would say, a teenager is when, really, when it really happens. Like, did you stop and say anything, or did you join them, or you didn't notice or weren't paying attention?
1: I, was, I wasn't from as a teenager. I know, right? I, off the
0: so, deck is more like a generic term I'm using. Um, like, where It's like, like,
1: like getting in risky behavior. Exactly, risky happens. behavior,
0: um, hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing okay. the wrong kinds of drugs.
1: Um like i never had any friends that
0: um you had nerd friends yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah there's the answer
1: they were yeah no, they were they were funny. kids yeah but you're nerds they were they were they were good kids but um i but i um i had a lot of problems as a teenager and um there were a lot of people that were very concerned about me because they they also had the same thing they said you know you're you're a really nice person you have a lot of good qualities but this is what you're doing it's causing pe. It's causing alienation. What was it in people? Um. Um. Basically, was um, I was overly sensitive. hmm I was overreacting to you know some of the some of, the, you know, like there were times that I would take offense to what I thought was um, a personal attack, and it really wasn't. It was you know people were just you know jet, you know having a little fun with me, but they really you know weren't being vicious and i overreacted to that um i was also um i was also overly critical mm. of the of the people around me we'll she-
0: criti- critical, like, what do what you find annoying what, how someone dressed yeah
1: someone yep you're right
0: just being a bitch. <laughs> just being a total oh god yeah well, <laughs> yeah you were fun hanging out with as a teenager weren't you <laughs> well really enjoyable real handful
1: actually some bitchy nerds so, somebody told me that um I used to do like all this crazy stuff, and this girl told me that a lot of the kids kind of like liked the crazy stuff I did. They thought it was cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what crazy stuff did you do? Um.
1: Just, I'm trying to think. I was, I was kind of a, little, kind of wild kid. I'm. Um, um, I was with when he kids, Well, you know, I came to high school dances. I loved dancing. Mm-hmm. I love dancing a lot, and um, I used to like. Oh, you know, sometimes we would do like little pranks or some of some of the, yeah. They walk you pranks. Okay. I'm trying to think, but, oh, this, this, these kids were really funny. They would, it was during the time of Allstate Orchestra. Okay. And so, um, Allstate Orchestra, was really nice. We would, we would rehearse, like we had, they, they were the, if you made Allstate Orchestra, you had the entire week off of school, you had to make up the work later, but you would get the entire week off of school to be able to practice. And they would send some like really big name conductors. Would no come to to conduct to conduct us and at the end of the week we would perform for the Maryland State Teachers Association for their convention. Okay. Which came, which usually was you know um, at the end of the at the end of that week, so um, there was a whole contingency, a whole bunch of kids that were from Montgomery County. Okay. And <laughs> they, for a joke, and a lot of kids took them seriously. As a matter of fact, a lot of them were Jewish. They said that they had found a new religion called the. I think we did. we do this one time?
0: No, but I remember, okay. I remember you telling me about this like yeah. a long time ago. Uh, right. Kids. They,
1: they, they did. Um, they said that they had found a new religion called the God of Macaroli. Oh yeah. yes, yes. And you this the they day. believed in the immaculate misconception. And what they would do is they would go to a public place, like a store or something, and they would have a revival where one of the kids would jump up on like a table or something and yell, do you want to be saved? And all these kids would stand up and say, yeah, I want to be saved. He goes, do you want to be saved? And they go, yeah, I want to be saved. He says, then get on your knees and say, you believe in the God of macaroni and, and the makeup misconception. And some and some of the kids in our school, my kid, they said, those, those kids have this crazy cult that they're in. It's called the guy. I said, so I decided to talk to one of them and I spoke to a few of them and I came back to my crowd my crowd and I said, they're a bunch of Jewish kids that are playing a prank. <laughs> so one day they asked me if I wanted to I said, I said, yeah, they wanted to be involved. In one of the I said, yeah. So it was in the. They came to the cafeteria. I think I forgot where they were. In the music room, the cafeteria was where where they usually would do this. Where there were a bunch of kids hanging out, and this the leader of the group jumped on the table. He goes, Do you want to be saved? He goes, Which one wants to be saved? And I would, I was supposed to, I would supposed to go. Yes, I want to be saved. He goes, You want to be saved? He goes, This girl wants to be saved. Going, yes, I want to be saved. <laughs> That's actually pretty
0: funny. <laughs> Uh, I th- I think, I'm trying to think of other stuff, other pranks that we did when we were kids. Um, I think, I mean, one of the things we did, we did, we, we like to try to emulate jackass back in the day. Do you know what that is? I think I've seen the videos or something. Yeah. They do these
1: these things that, these cutsy things.
0: They're they're, I mean, they're... pranks and cutsy things and stuff that's, like, very damaging. And so one of the things was we, we recorded, I, I shot my friend with a BB gun in the ass. And, like, we thought it was so funny. Like, oh, no, no. Um, it hurts yeah, yeah. Guns hurt. that's the whole point it's supposed to hurt huh. and that that yeah. was the whole tr- uh, stuff it wasn't really like a prank um but i was trying to think of anything else that like
1: well i remember tonight we were talking about over dinner about um you guys running when you were a little uh running down the back alley chasing chasing these um rats down the back alley with your bb guns oh <laughs> yeah with yeah BB yeah, 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 the yeah. Rats. we'll
0: be we happy because there, were, there was a rat problem back in the day there, was mm-hmm. probably, there was, yeah. probably still is in other parts of baltimore mm-hmm. but there was like a rat problem and mm-hmm. we had every guns, and then we just constantly just shot at the rats because like that's the only way to get rid of them and, and eventually that's when we started getting cats here because there was an issue mm-hmm. because we had a problem where we're like the house next to us was completely abandoned mm-hmm. and then we started getting mice mm-hmm. and like it wasn't worth it paying like 300 bucks to you know pest control every every like couple of months just forget it. Just get a cat. And we had a cat. and therefore, that was like it. Yeah. And,
1: and that was also, the, we, that's when also all these cats showed up in our back alley, too. Yeah. And also the chicken hawk.
0: Chicken
1: hawk. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was one. Um, I didn't know what it was. What happened was you kids came to me and said, Ema, there's this huge bird on our porch. And I go, oh, come on. What huge bird? You got to see it. You got to see it. Okay. So I go, on. I saw this thing was gigantic. It, it had the markings of an owl it had the beak of an owl the markings of an owl but not the eyes
0: interesting and it, was it, an owl, and it was daytime
1: It was daytime, right so what the heck is that and i found out later from um one of our friends who has like had like a little farm around here a little chicken coop and had the, like nice land yeah okay so anyway she told me oh that she was telling me that it's called a chicken hawk and it goes it it goes it's it attacks chickens and snaps off their head with that beak, and it also eats rats and mice. Like, it'll come and just, you know, oh, nice. tip off the heads of rats and mice. So that showed up here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it all balances itself out. Like, I think there was, a, there was a story came out, I think it was in Yellowstone. They found, like, they, they took six wolves or, like, a pack of six wolves or mm-hmm. a pack of ten wolves, whatever it was, and they let them loose in Yellowstone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what happened was, was that the wolves ate, I think, all like deer and then left the carcasses, which attracted other animals, which attracted like other things, which like, like one led to another where Mm -hmm. eventually this whole ecosystem started regenerating all Mm -hmm. because it brought in wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really, really cool. I mean, that's why nowadays, like in in Maryland, a place like that where like there's no bears or wolves, like all these deer just run rampant.
1: Mm-hmm. and they
0: had and they ha- they're they mm-hmm. they're they're not scared of anything i remember one time i was walking and it was really cool i was walking home from from shul mm-hmm. um at like seven o'clock in the morning i think we should mm-hmm. and i'm just like really kind of like in the haze of like i'm tired i've been up all night and i start walking and like right when i'm near my street there's like a pack of like three or four deer just like slowly walking by <laughs> and i just like look at them they look at me and they just like <laughs> walk out and it's just, it's it's kind of funny, but it's also like strange. We're like, there used to be like wolves mm-hmm. or like le- like mountain lions or something. that used yeah. to eat these deer that we don't have anymore.
1: Mm.
0: You know? And how is that? A, that's why there's hunting season. That's why we have all that stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, we're weird the bottom where there's on, only hunting season for the two-legged variety of animals.
0: Oh, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Leave my cousin alone.
0: No, it's just whatever. I'm not getting into this. Um So sorry give me a second (laughs) oh god um okay all right so yeah so that's back to the same before about pranks and things like that um what about when you were in college did anyone do anything stupid when they were in college um they had to they had i know they had to do something stupid and you hung out with like not all nerds in college i'm pretty sure you had your your cool moment right Where like you weren't
1: well the thing is like and with you had like in the mu- music, um, Artists, music, art department, drama, you know what I mean? You had whenever you get people that are involved in the arts, especially the performing arts, yeah, you're going to get some very, um, I say aggressive personalities,
0: yes, there, you know, no, I know, I, I know work... act,
1: acting, singing, stuff like that, you know, yeah. So, um, okay, there was one, there were a few things, there was one time where. We were, I don't know, we were joking. Some kid was on a table, was sitting on a table and we were joking around with him. I forgot what we were doing, grabbing his legs and trying to yank him off the table or something. And all of a sudden the table fell. And so we had an idea. The professor, whenever he would come in, he'd come in with a big briefcase and he would you know, slam the briefcase down on the table and begin the lecture. So we had an idea. We propped up the table yeah. And we are looking forward to him coming in and taking the briefcase and putting it down and watching the table collapse. So we come and we're all sitting there quietly. And he comes and he walks into the office and he stops. He looks he goes, Something's wrong with this table. And he walked away from it and put his briefcase on the piano instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so close.
1: Then um uh, there was um what's a what's another one there were a few. There was one time where um I don't, I've got to think of this.
0: i remember remember, well while
1: you're thinking about it i'll tell you a story oh yeah one time i came into the music room to practice on the piano and i and it was a it was a classroom you know in the music department yeah and i opened up the cover to the keyboard and half the keys are down what's going on here so i opened up the inside of the piano to see maybe Sometimes you open up the inside of the piano and there's a situation like this and there's pencils in there, a book fell in there. you know, all sorts of things can fall into a piano from the sides, from the top, you know, and okay. um, you know, and so you can't play the keys. So I look and someone put a liquor bottle ah! in the piano. That's awesome. I take out the liquor bottle and the next class was done by a was done by this professor named Mr. Minger. Okay. So for a joke, I put the little liquor bottle on the on the chalkboard. And I draw, a, I write a sign going, Mr. Minger, you left this in the piano with an arrow pointing to the bottle and walked out. Later on, I heard some, some of the students talking about, did you? And they were laughing, did you hear what happened? We came into the room, Mr. Minger, and always came into the room, and someone had put a liquor bottle on and said, hey, Mr. Minger, you left this in the piano.
0: I love it. As a kid, I think we, we did the pin on the chair thing a couple of times.
1: That wasn't funny because I couldn't really hurt people. I, I would, I would never stoop so low. Well, I did as to, and, as uh, to do that to somebody.
0: No, I, I did. I did the pin cushion, um, <laughs> the, pin, the pin on the chair. That was just between me and my friends. We just thought it was funny. We just saw it in cartoons, and thought it would be like. One
1: I remember some kid in my elementary school class doing it to a girl, and it really hurt her. She was crying, and the... The teacher was not happy. The teacher really punished this kid.
0: Yeah, I think I remember you telling me that yeah. story after I did it in fourth grade.
1: Mm-hmm. You never mm-hmm. want to hurt anybody. It was just terrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I mean, me. other they were. I think I'm sure there were plenty of For sure.
0: They, I mean, college
1: I, campus. He, like I crates. wanted. I
0: wanted to pull this prank when I was a kid. I wanted to go ahead and throw a bunch of like eggs at my principal's um car, mm-hmm. and then like I wasd out um with my friend. But I, That's
1: another prank I never liked. I never did a prank with food, baltashkes, except for that time I was working at Burger King. But that, oh, really, yeah, yeah. We, that we was not that. that was not really balt. I did not abuse any food.
0: No, I think I think I, I think, did not
1: abuse it. The, the kid asked for extra mayonnaise, and I gave her, her that. Actually. And the kid asked for extra ketchup on the French fries, and I gave them that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Very, very
0: thoughtful, very yes.
1: caring.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Why well, this stuff in school. Um, I know, in a weird way, this this isn't a prank. This is just something that happened. I was in camp one year, and we found chewing tobacco, old chewing tobacco. Oh, wow! Uh-huh. And we saw it. We're like, "What are you gonna do with it?" And one of my friends like, "We'll just smoke it." Like, <laughs> so we took literally regular, regular like uh-huh. school newspaper, school paper,
1: uh-huh.
0: and then rolled a, a, a rolled a, a cigarette and just smoked it.
1: What was it like?
0: It was in eighth grade or just whatever. But I what freaked it, out though. But
1: what was it like? I mean, it was a, it must have been very strong. It's a very strong tobacco. It was a very old tobacco, too. What did it what did it taste like? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it must have tasted. Let's put it this way. Had it been very, very
0: strong, you would have remembered it. Yeah. Well, no, I, well I, honestly, one time, um one time I I, I I got someone gave me this nicotine pouch. Not nicotine, a, a tobacco uh-huh. pouch called a snus. Oh snuff! It's
1: not snuff,
0: not, not snuff, no? It's called snus. What's s-n-u-s it? what do you do it's with it? a small package uh-huh. um that you put in the lower part of your lip right there uh-huh. you, you just go ahead and you you um you you put it in there and you're supposed to just get like a little bit of a, of a high uh-huh. and like it was just so much nicotine i literally was just like dozing off almost like that's what it looks like it looks like a small little pouch wow. and you just put uh-huh. it underneath your lip and it's just supposed to, uh-huh. it's supposed to, it's similar to 2 tobacco. <laughs> and, like, I was at a bar. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, kind of drunk. And I was doing the, the, and I had the snus nicotine. Yeah. And, like, I'm, like, I'm like I'm going to pass out. I had oh to, like, God. I had to stop, take it out of my lip. And I had to stop it. It was just so. I
1: understand that stuff is, of course, in a jet.
0: Yeah, yeah probably. Really? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. probably. But, um, yeah. Um, Did.
1: Oh, I do remember one more prank that I played. Okay, well. I shoplifted the shoplifting sign in the school store. That's funny. Yeah, what happens, it was big, this big shoplift, it was a very popular sign at the time where it shows this pretty girl behind these bars. And it says, we prosecute all shoplifters. So I ran up to where they had it, like up on the wall, I took it down, and I ran with it to the student cafeteria, and I stood on one of the tables and held up and said, I shoplifted the shoplifting sign, everybody cracked up laughing and applauded me.
0: Well, it's funny, because I actually stole a Rehov Yaffa sign by the street by the corner of Rehov Yaffa and Strauss,
1: oh my which gosh. is like a very
0: busy street. Uh-huh. Um, but You're lucky it.
1: you didn't get arrested for that. Well, I
0: brought it home, so I didn't. She
1: sneaked past customs. I don't
0: know. They didn't give a shit back in the day. I don't think they cared that much. Um, I got everybody in my in my class in my school to sign it too. Oh,
1: that's fun! Yeah, oh, good. yeah.
0: I was into like really, really stealing all these signs and whatnot, and like taking all the stuff and putting it in, in my room and making it look really cool. Um,
1: Americans, I, I remember reading like you know there were stories every now and then about um, uh, Americans um, who go to foreign countries and think oh, it's a yes. prank just to, just to grab a sign whatever and don't realize that in that country it's a very serious offense. Uh, what's his name? Um, the The black writer, is it Baldwin, James Baldwin, wrote a short story about a real incident that happened with him and some friends when they were in France. Okay. That one of one of his roommates did that. They um they stole they for a prank, they stole some sort of street sign. And the French police came and rounded them up and arrested them. And they were really scared. They were they until they were until they could go in front of the judge. They were in jail for a couple of days, and they were hearing all sorts of horrible stories about people being in jail and accidentally being put in death row and executed, you know, and things like that. And they were they were really scared. And finally, they went in front of the judge. And when you know the uh, the the French, you know, the French attorney there, you know, was giving them um, explained to the judge that in the United States, this is considered just an innocent prank and it's not considered anything serious. And so the judge thought about it, and then the judge started to giggle and dismiss the case, started to laugh. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, I I mean, I've I've had stories where, like, well, just traveling stories. One time was uh, we were in Italy, me and my friends, and my friend lost his passport.
1: Ooh, wow. And, And, like, we were
0: all freaking out. Like, oh, my God, dude, what are you going to do? And he was, like, the most relaxed, calmest guy ever. And it was just, like, Whatever, I'm just going to take care of it tomorrow, and like went to sleep that night, mm-hmm. and woke up the next day, went to customs, be like, hey, I think I lost my passport. Um, you guys have it? And they're like, oh yeah, we do, and like gave him the passport, and it was fine. Oh, I was what, like, I was freaked out. Someone, I t- freaked what, someone out.
1: turned it into the airport. Yeah, that's fantastic. It was
0: Italy too. That place is freaking like known for pickpockets. Mm-hmm. Like I, everyone made fun of me, but, but I had like I was again, I was such a nerd. I had a uh, passport pouch. I would make, uh-huh. I would have a, it would be a necklace and a passport pouch with my money and I would just tuck it in here.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. it's I mean, a good it idea. Makes, it makes I,
1: sense. Well, because
0: I didn't, I didn't want to have any issues when it came to like, mm-hmm. you know, getting pickpocketed or losing my stuff. I had like a couple hundred bucks and, sure. um, and travelers checks and whatnot and regular cash and euros. And I had my passport and all my other information.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, I didn't want I, I wasn't familiar. I was just trying to be cautious, sure. you know, I mean, like like nowadays there's a lot more research we could do re- research back in the day but like it's just gotten so much better i can imagine like what would it be like when you had to research to travel to italy and travel to switzerland and things like that
1: Well, mm, actually you
0: didn't do anything <laughs> you just said f it you just went for it You're like, <laughs> you know what i'm done That was another research for- that's that- another
1: thing i did that's another thing i've done with like traveling like well, barcelona um my trip to barcelona this past uh, last year actually honestly it's yeah yeah um i i got, i went online and i downloaded on um, things to see and do in barcelona and i you know read through a lot of different things and i just made a whole list and you saw the zoo and, of, it's a lot more than just the zoo but, i know but, but, but you went first, to
0: the zoo the first, just...
1: the first i wanted to go to, i like zoos i know it's i
0: like just a secret.
1: It's no matter just, where I go, I always go to the zoo. Really? Uh,
0: Why? Why do you like zoos? I
1: like animals. I like seeing them in their natural habitat. And I like seeing the differences between different zoos and, uh-huh. and how oh, okay. they, you know and how they handle the animals and how they display them. Um like but I liked it about the zoo in Barcelona. I liked that mountain goat mm-hmm. habitat. That was interesting, where they actually had a um, they had a fake, like m- small mountain. It was fake. Yeah and they had down at the bottom of the mountain in a pen they had the mountain goats and they wanted to show you what it was like to climb up these mountains where these goats actually have their natural habitat and you you actually walked up you climbed to the top of this Hmm. fake mountain and you could see like oh you could see the hills you could see the forest you could see the mountains in the distance it was a beautiful view
0: so how many zoos have you been to in your lifetime
1: Oh gosh! One I went to the Tel Aviv Zoo in okay. 1973. Um, Chris oh, Baltimore Zoo. Practically, I grew up practically living at Baltimore Zoo. I mean, okay. Then those days, the Baltimore Zoo when I was growing up was free, and it was not. It wasn't even. It was was even gated, and you could walk in any time in the morning, noon, or night. Wow! Into Baltimore Zoo. Okay. And just walk through it. And in those days, so the problem was though, um was that they still had the old zoo concept was the animals in cages.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it was around the 1960s where they decided this is not good for the animals at all. That What zoos should really do is recreate their natural habitat. Now, like in in the Barcelona Zoo and a lot of zoos, what they're doing is they're doing a lot of conservation now. Mm. Where, Like in Barcelona, the Barcelona Zoo, they were showing all, they had all these animals that they had actually rescued Oh, wow, And we're nursing back to health. And it showed that when they were due, it said there was a date on the, you know, on the enclosure when they were going to be um like reunited in their natural habitat and whatever, you know, country they were from. They had a lot of that. Um, Baltimore Zoo now has like beautiful natural habitat exhibits. Yes, yes. That are, they're just amazing. Washington Zoo. And the Washington, that's also I like Washington. Has that wonderful tropical bird exhibit, where you actually come in and you come up these steps, and you're like, it. It's like there's this plexiglass that separates you from the birds, but you walk up these steps, or the, and oh yeah, yeah the yeah, birds, yeah. the birds are all around you.
0: I've seen. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, nice. yeah. That,
1: that's also really nice. It's not
0: plexiglass. I think I, well, I went it is, there. Yeah. It, it was kind of like a mesh.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, plexiglass like would be
0: terrible because. Uh, you have to have proper ventilation mm-hmm. because of the way everything goes. Basically, I, I went
1: know, to the zoo up. in Montreal, Montreal Zoo.
0: Okay. You know,
1: and that was back in the 1970s. Brooklyn Zoo? Yes. Brooklyn, Bronx. The Bronx
0: Zoo. Oh, the Bronx I went zoo. to the Bronx Zoo. Yeah.
1: I went to the Bronx Zoo, I think it was like, had to be like 1971. Interesting. Nineteen seven, nineteen seventy one. 1971. Yeah, I went to the Bronx Zoo. That was amazing. That is huge. Very amazing. What about the Florida zoos? Oh, and I also went to, oh, and I also went to, um, that little zoo that they have in Central Park. Okay. It was a, oh, I was reading a funny article that many years ago about there. There was an article up, uh, about anthropomorphism. You know okay. what that is? Yes. It's when you know humans attribute like uh, identifying human qualities to animals. Yes. So this um woman who was a zookeeper there at the Central Park Zoo said there were these boys that came over to the gorilla cage and they're jumping in front of the gorilla, going, "Come on, come on, man! You want to fight? You want to fight? Come on, man! You want to fight? You want to fight?" So she comes over to these boys and she goes, "Boys, that's a female gorilla," and they all go, "Ah." <laughs> that's
0: cute. So, so wow. So I, I, it's weird to say, but I n- never knew that about you that you really just enjoy zoos. Um. So I guess where have you been in America that you've been that you've seen zoos?
1: Um, I say Baltimore Zoo, Washington, New, Baltimore,
0: Washington, New York, I've, Florida. I've never, to... been
1: to... Um. I, oh, I went to um, there's uh, um, Lion Safari.
0: Where?
1: Lion Safari in Florida. Ah, okay. You were there with us, weren't you? No. Did you come with us? No, not. I was not. It was Menachem and Yosef. Oh, my gosh.
0: I think I messed around with stuff.
1: It says there are. you drive through it. Yes. So you can see the animals and natural habitats. There yes. are signs all Do over the place.
0: Do not leave.
1: Don't leave. Right. Menachem Stay left. in your car. Do not leave your car. Oh, do not leave your car. Well, you know. Who left the your, car? Yosef you, and Manon, Your brothers. Yeah. When they see a sign that says do, do not.
0: They're like, okay, they so we have to do it. It.
1: So they got out of the car. And fortunately, the lion was behind the fence. They walked over to the fence where the lion was to pet the lion. Oh, my God. I said, get in the car.
0: Jeez Louise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then um i took um i took um uh your little niece your niece and nephew yeah um many many a uh, number of years ago when we first moved to florida um i took them there and the ostrich came over to the window my car where um your nephew was sitting he was like three years old yeah. and the ostrich started like to hit heck. the heck at the window with his beak I'll get to and finish. he started your nephew started crying he got oh. scared because this ostrich is pecking right at his window like that how old was he he was three years old at the time oh, like three four fun. years old All maybe right. three yeah yeah mm-hmm. um hmm. but also the aquarium the aquarium is interesting huh. except every time when i go to the aquarium and i see these big beautiful fish swimming around i look and I start to salivate and I think, mm.
0: it would taste fantastic, right?
1: Lemon juice, olive oil, bay, you know. like I
0: got de- de- to show you some videos. Dill weed, little
1: garlic in the oven, you know, three, 350 for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And-
0: it's good to go. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's our episode. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. Please send us feedback and comments on our Facebook page and like and subscribe on YouTube. I know I would like it and my mother would too.